place it comfortably. a little bit on my theme of the words I was uh, saying during meditation about high and low and superiority and inferiority. A few themes come to mind and a few koans come to mind around this. I'll read one of them for you. It may may seem a bit um, obtuse to superior and inferiority but it's relevant. Um, it's one of the cases in the Mumonkan, one of our koan books, and it's Wutsu, meeting someone attained in the Tao. In other words, meeting an awakened person if you met them on the road. Wutsu said, when you meet someone attained in the Tao on the road, do not make your greeting with words or with silence. How will you make your greeting? And the comment is, If you become intimate with this matter, you are certainly to be warmly congratulated. If it is not yet clear, then you must be alert to every single thing. And the verse, meeting someone attained in the Tao on the road, don't make your greeting with words or silence, a punch in the jaw, if you want to realise, just realise. And then another koan which is on a similar theme but a little bit different is Wutsu again. Who is that other is the name of the case. Wutsu said Shakyamuni, Shakyamuni Buddha and Maitreya, Maitreya is the Buddha to come, are servants of another. Tell me, who is that other? And another koan too that comes to mind around these themes is uh, Uh, Rinzai uh, said to his monks once, there is a person of no rank who's constantly coming in and out of all of your senses, out of your eyes, in and out of your eyes and your nose and your ears. Who is that person of no rank? Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of context around this. Um, Is there a religion probably not but sort of gets categorised as a religion so we don't have a belief in a god um, not really against people who do have a belief in god but just generally speaking don't have a, a need to believe in a god which creates some kind of hierarchy you know um, uh, and then through that hierarchy we get religious organisations and uh, when they when they work in a particularly in a in a dysfunctional kind of way in the way they're not supposed to work they simply become hierarchies and and if you're closer to God then you're higher up in the hierarchy you know and then if you're outside the church then you you load you know or if you're a sinner you're down here and you work yourself up through the hierarchy but Zen doesn't work like that it's not about if it's a religion I don't really think of it as religion I think of it as a way of life um, and when we come in and we bow to the Buddha, when I bow to the Buddha, I don't feel like I'm bowing as in worshipping the Buddha. Um, I feel like I'm just paying my respects to the Buddha. And the Buddha stares back at me and he keeps reminding me, you like me, you have Buddha nature. Uh-huh. 
not a, there's not a high and a low here. He's not inviting us into I'm the enlightened superior being and you're all inferior to me, you know, and you're all deluded. He's, he's not inviting us into that space. He's inviting, inviting us into the space which was his own awakening that all beings have the Tathagata. Um, it's only their delusions and attachments which stop them from realising that. That's all he's saying. There's an equality that runs through all things. So to be caught up in high and low and to be caught up in superiority or inferiority and, and to be preoccupied with that is what a lot of humans are experiencing. They may not know it, a lot of it is just sort of off to the side, unconscious, you know, automatic thinking. But we're, we're caught up in it so much in everyday lives. We're caught up in comparing. And uh, we either do it defensively or we do it aggressively, but we're caught up in that. And it creates a kind of an unease and a sort of self-preoccupation and it dampens our ability to just be connected to everything, to develop that, to experience that intimacy with everything. And so Zen practice is, um, it is a, it is really a, a path of liberation because it's not about climbing a ladder of spirituality to some higher point at all. No? That, that'd be that'd be pointless from a Zen point of view. That's another delusion. And really, through the practice of the precepts and through meditation and everything in the teachings of the Dharma, you're really, really just entering that place where we're a person of no rank. Mm -hmm. And to be a person of no rank is very different from being a person of low rank. Right? It's just you're outside of status. You know, it's not an issue, it's not a preoccupation. Mm -hmm. And status arises in many different ways. It's not just around how much wealth we've got or how big our house is. It's about whether we're more intelligent than someone or more skillful or more beautiful or more spiritual. That's another one as well, right? They're all things we get tangled up in. Um, but as you mature in practice, that, that stuff just drops away. And then when you meet um, an awakened person on the path, uh -huh, then you'll have a way of responding to them, which is all of your own. Uh -huh. And it won't be supplicating yourself. Mm -hmm. And with the other koan... Do what do you know, mean supplicating? Supplicating? Yeah. Oh, bowing down to someone and worshipping them. Um, I, the word supplicating came mm. to mind to me because I read something um, another friend, Zen teacher, sent to me recently, which is about a um, different view of the Buddha. Um, which tends to, the Buddhists tend to idealise the Buddha in, in the mythology about him. <clears throat> so this was kind of challenging some of those views. And one of the, one of the, 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 the idealised views about the Buddha, I mean, he was so powerful and enlightened that he just enlightened these first disciples, you know, in the first few weeks, became enlightened. But the commenter said one of these people, one of these guys, monks, couldn't have been 
enlightened because he was supplicating himself towards the Buddha. He was bowing down to the Buddha as his god. So he's he's still caught in superiority and inferiority. So if if you have some level of insight and wakefulness yourself, that's not how you would respond. If you're in touch with your own Buddha nature, that's not how you would respond. And uh, the other koan about um, this, the, the servants of another, who is that other? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to give away the koan points here, of course, but um, they all uh, coalesce on, on the same point around uh, how much human beings get caught up in thinking self-preoccupation with comparison and it leads to it's kind of like a feedback loop because it uh, that arises a symptom of insecurity and the more you're caught up in comparison the more it feeds insecurity but Zen practice is about it is a liberating path and it's not liberating because you're converted to a belief or you've got a faith in something and your faith is stronger than someone else. It's just simpler than that. It's just that you, it creates, um, the more that you're just one with the suchness of life, and that's all you are, then somehow there's a, um, a security and confidence comes out of that experience. It's a quiet confidence, but it arises out of it. And one of the things I was saying in another talk recently, do you know the the, um, the Brahma Viharas or the, the four friends? They're referred to loving kindness, compassion, joy and equanimity that we aspire to cultivate through practice and which naturally just arise when we're not so self-preoccupied. I added another one, which is that one of, one of the things we aspire to is confidence. And using that same system with the Brahma Vihara is that you have what it is, the quality that you're aspiring to, and that has, in the Buddhist terms, a far enemy and a near enemy, so you can differentiate it more. But the... the, uh, the uh, the far enemy of confidence would be something like worthlessness, you know, or low self-esteem, you know. Um, but its near enemy is arrogance. You know, it looks like it, but we know it's not quite the same, you know. And in a sense, superiority, you know, being caught in superiority, inferiority, being caught in status of high and low swings between it's by its very nature of comparison swings between arrogance and low self-worth all the time. It's caught in that paradigm. Um, but the more you practice, you just drop out that, that paradigm, that, that polarity of opposites just drops away and you experience it. It's just a different way of being in the world. <laughs>